When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, Buffalo Fanatics? Josh Allen here. Just wanted to say, uh, go Bills. Ladies and gentlemen, it's your boy back at it again. Welcome to another edition of the Rico Report brought to you by the Buffalo Fanatics. Your source for Buffalo news. A little bit of roasting here and there. And all fun and entertainment. That's what it comes down to when you tuning in to the Buffalo Fanatics. So I welcome each and every one of you guys. If you guys are tuning in for the very first time, smash that like. Subscribe if you have not subscribed. If you are part of the Facebook crew, follow and share this with someone you know that is interested in Bill's talk. And if you want me to roast the Dolphins even more than we did today, let me know. <laughs> let me know. My man, Anthony. Live from California, yay, what's good, baby? Let's go. Folks, we got a fun pack show tonight. My man, Ev in the background producing. What's up, my man, D Handsome Mafia? What's good? What's happening, everybody? So uh, let's have a great show. Let's have some great energy. If you have not shared this stream, whether you're watching on Twitter, whether you're watching on Facebook, wherever, share this to those that would love to see what's good. Look at the muscles, boy. Don't, don't, don't start with me. Don't start with me, Riser. We ain't doing that today. We ain't doing that today. But folks... Welcome. Let's get right to it, man. Uh, noise around the league. You know how I do. I got to talk about what's happening around the league. I got to talk about uh, things that are pertinent to the Bills, right? And uh, it's just not always Bills. It can't just be always Bills. Although we're in Bills time, it's time to talk about it. We will have plenty of time to talk about what's going on uh, with the Bills. But what is going on around the league is what I want to know. D. Hanson is talking about Hot Boy Summer. When you married, man, and you got kids, there is no Hot Boy Summer. There's Hot dad sitting at home, you know what I'm saying, take care of them damn kids. That's what we do. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's hot dad summer. That's how we do it. It's, it's always like that. So, folks, let's talk about the elephant in the room. And let's get this out of the way. Weren't you the guy that said trade Allen for Watson? Yes, I was. All right? Yes, I was. Mind you, that was two years ago now. I'm talking about three years ago. You know what I'm saying? Before Allen blew up to what the hell he is today. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. Let's talk about it. We've got... Deshaun Watson, finally, the news has come out. Some people are very upset that he didn't get the book thrown at him. And some people are like, yo, let's just get back to football, man. Now that this is all done with, let's move on. Put me in that category, right? Is he a, is he a freak? Yes. He loves to do some freaky shit, but it's over with. Judge Sue L. Robinson, I think that's, I believe that's her name. She came up with uh, her verdict and she says, hey, man. You know what I'm saying egregious, egregious acts, yes, but CBA, and I'm looking at the CBA and pretty much reading between the lines, man, your ish is messed up. I'm going by what is in the CBA, and you know what? This isn't something that is of the norm. And based on your CBA, I'm giving them six games, period. Case closed, done. Now, how this works, Goodell is going to have the chance to appeal that and say, nah, fam, I'm about to give them more games than that. And this is where, you know what I'm saying, Watson can say, well, we're back to square one because I don't agree with it. So are they going to leave it 
at six games. They've got three days to make something happen. I believe there's two more days left because the verdict was put in yesterday. So we'll see how this plays out. That aside, because I don't give a damn about that. You understand? That's over and done with. But when he comes back, if he comes back, when he comes back, he comes back week seven. Dude, if you think Watson is coming back to a cakewalk, you better think twice. Because Watson has to play the Ravens. Then he goes to Cincy. Then you got to play Miami. Who knows what Miami is going to be like? Then you got to face the Bills. Then the Bucks, fam. I don't know what. I don't know. First of all, we don't know who's going to be quarterbacking over there. You know what I'm saying? So whoever's quarterbacking over there, I mean, obviously Baker Mayfield is gone. So I'm saying whoever is going to be backing up, do do what you're supposed to do because you better have your team to 500 if you guys want a chance. I mean, what what did what did our, our former GM always say? If your backup quarterback can get you to 500, you're fine. You're fine. But if he's got you at 0-6 when you start, yo, it's an uphill battle for our guy Watson. So Watson, Ravens, Cincy, Miami, Buffalo, then the Bucks. Then he faces his former team in Houston. And then he faces Cincy and Baltimore. And then the last stretch of the, of the games is like Washington and a slew of other teams. It's going to be tough. It is going to be tough for these Browns. But that six-game suspension, if it, if it holds... You know what I'm saying? I've seen teams go three and three. I mean, maybe old, like the two and four, and they've 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 made some strides and made some things happen. But that AFC North, that blue and black division, is not a joke. Since he, they just went to the Super Bowl. Ravens are always a tough team to play, and who knows what what's going on with Pittsburgh? Pittsburgh always comes well prepared with Mike Tomlin at the helm. But rumor is Mitchell Trubisky is <laughs> Mitchell Trubisky. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying Mitchell Trubisky is a bum. But I ain't saying he's a star either. So right now, who knows if he holds on to that squad, to that position, because it can be taken away from him. So uh, we'll see how it plays out for Mr. Watson. Is he out of the woods? Not quite, because at the end of the day, it falls on Goodell. What does Goodell want to do, right? Goodell is going to be put in a predicament, right? Here's the problem, man. Court of public opinion. Hate it, right? If these are the rules in, in, in what you and the league have come forward and said, we agree upon CBA and this is, this is, you guys are good with that. You guys agree with that. Okay, cool. We're going to go by this. Goodell, you can't go switch things up and, and try to, you know I mean? Put more punishment because pressure is coming from the outside. Right. And that's the sucks about, that's what sucks about public opinion, man. Everybody wants you to do this, that, and what's it going to look like in the optics. I get that part, but you got to handle business. So Goodell, that is why you're are uh, you are the commissioner. We'll see what you do. So Watson, good luck. You have a you have a slew of hard games when you come back. So it ain't gonna be a cakewalk for you, my guy. So we'll see how that plays out, man. Uh, by the way, tuned in right now. We got over 140 people tuned in. Salute to everybody tuned in from Twitter, Facebook, IG. You know the drill. Salute to y'all. Was good. If you in the house, smash that like. Let us know where you're from. My man from Ithaca, New York, 607. All right, I got Birmingham in the bitch. Let's go, man. Corey Buffalo, I see you, kid. Sacktown, California. Let's go. So here's the deal. The Miami Dolphins. What a funny, what a funny, <laughs> what a funny fan base that is, by the way. The Miami Dolphins. What a funny fan base they are. Uh, I, have, I have a little something for, to play for y'all in just a moment. But the Miami Dolphins uh, got some punishment today. Uh, and they got punished because they were caught tampering. 
the tampering Miami Dolphins, right? They were tampering with Tom Brady, trying to lure Tom Brady, yes, and over to the Miami Dolphins. They're trying to lure Sean Payton over to the listen, man. Whatever y'all, you guys weren't ethical at the end of the day, and they caught your asses, right? I think I, I, I found a joke ever since they let a, a New England Patriot, you're saying, in amongst the team talking about Flores. Now you get caught with tampering and cheating and all that stuff. So guess what? Y'all got hit, you know what I'm saying, with a good little punishment. I mean, not good enough for me. I think it should have been worse, but it is what it is. Uh, and before I get into the punishment, I got to give a shout out to my man, Bobby Glean. What up, Bobby? Comes in with a nice super chat. I appreciate you. You know what it is. You don't have to, but it's always appreciated. Check this out. It says, hey, I miss y'all, my G. Took the family to Greece for two months. Good for you, man, man. I would love to go to Greece. I hear Greece to get there is expensive. But once you're there, things are inexpensive. You just got to get there. But I heard the water is clear. It's beautiful. It's lovely. Culture's great. So I'd love to do that. So good on you. Uh, he says, man, I miss my Bills Mafia. Low-key, the Bills might have the best D-line in the league that nobody is talking about. We are going to be so dominant up front. Well, I'll tell you right now, man, if you think nobody's talking about it, you're 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 low key wrong because everybody's talking about that. <laughs> yo, yo, you're definitely yo, my my man, my man Evan got me freaking laughing right now because he's got that banner. I love that. Well done, Evan. So uh if they're not talking about the D-line now, which I know they're they are talking about it, because when you bring a guy like Von Miller, you know, on the squad, that you have no choice but to talk about it. So yeah, we're they're, they're not they're not low key, man. They're high key. Everybody's talking about that D-line because there's a lot of money invested in that D-line, and there's gonna be a lot of pressure on the, the D-line to perform. If you don't perform, fam, like this is this is going to be year two that if they don't perform, it's going to be underwhelming because last year's defensive line, to me, in my opinion, was underwhelming. We needed more, especially when it counted. We needed more, and we didn't get that. So we will see how that plays out, but Miami Dolphins get, get A, their owner suspended. Now, what exactly does that do when you get your owner suspended? It does diddly squat. It does nothing. You got to hit him more where it hurts, really where it hurts. But suspending your, your owner and giving him a, a $1.5 million fine, boy, that's chunk change to him, man. He'll toss that. You know I mean, for Canadians, it's a toonie. To him, it's a toonie. You guys don't know about that toonie business. But if you're Canadian, you know what it is. So ain't nothing. But they take away a first-round pick next year and a third-round pick in 2024. And we know how, how important those first-round picks are, right? We saw what happened to us. We didn't have a first-round pick because we obviously got our, our, our great receiver and our second round pick was AJ Epinesa. Some people feel it was a little underwhelming. We could have did something more with it, but at the end of the day, it hurts because you could have you could have had some talent in that first round. You could have traded up if you needed to, but when you don't have that first round, it can hurt. Um, so that puts Miami in a position, but that's what you get for cheating. You know what I'm saying? If you ain't cheating, you ain't trying, is what they say. But I don't give a damn. It's the Dolphins, and if you're gonna get punished, I think they could have went a little harder on them. But it is what it is. It's it's Goodell. It's Goodell's up and down, man. Like, you just never know with this guy. So I guess it's apropos. You know what I'm saying? People don't feel good about what's happening with Watson. We'll see what Goodell does. And if he upholds, he upholds. We'll see if that goes down. So the Dolphins, first round next year, third round in 2024, and uh, Stephen Ross gets suspended. whoop de doo Who gives a damn? You know what I'm saying? Uh, on to other news. The Dallas Cowboys. If you guys have been following me for a long time, long enough to know that I'm a big fan of Tony Pollard. I think Tony Pollard is fantastic. He's so underrated. And right now, I hear he's he is pushing. I'm not saying he's going to get that starting spot. That's not at all what I'm saying. But he is pushing Zeke Elliott. He is looking fantastic. Fantastic. 
in camp right now. And I'm going to tell you, I am a fantasy player. And if you guys know fantasy, you know that you do not leave Pollard undrafted. You have to, if you have Zeke, try to handcuff yourself with Pollard. And I'm telling you right now, and if you are doing fantasy football, and fantasy football is a big deal, at least in my house, I'm sure it's a big deal in your house, dude, jump on that fantasy. But it's not just fantasy. You got to jump on that dynasty. Dynasty is where it's at. Now, if you have no idea what I'm talking about, peep this. You've never experienced fantasy football quite like this. Unlike the other fantasy football platforms, Dynasty Owner uses real NFL salaries and salary cap, bench scoring, clutch scoring systems, and a variety of other options to make Dynasty Owner unlike any other fantasy football experience you've ever had. Do you have what it takes to be the best Dynasty Owner in the league? Download the Dynasty Owner app on the App Store or Google Play today to find out. Now, if I was a Dynasty player, I would have had Tony Pollard on my squad all day, every day, because I think eventually, eventually, if Zeke Elliott doesn't get his act together and he gives us the year he had last year, and I'm, I don't like the Dallas Cowboys. I've been on record. I do not like the, I don't like the Patriots. I don't like the Jets. And I do certainly not like the Cowboys. But Pollard, I like a lot. But Zeke is going to be that guy that paid him that money. But boy, he better don't look too far back because my man Pollard is on your heels. He is nipping at your heels. So you better watch out. So uh, shout out to Pollard, man. That's my guy. I love Pollard. If we were on the way to freaking bring Pollard on, onto the Bills, what a difference maker. But hey, James Cook could be that guy. We will see. I feel bad for the Denver Broncos, though. Denver Broncos. This is three, three straight years they lose a receiver to a devastating injury right? Cortland Sutton, big time injury. Last year, KJ Hamler. This year, now it's Tim Patrick. Boy, oh boy, you bring in a, a star quarterback and Russell Wilson, you finally have your guys ready to go and boom, Tim Patrick goes down. And Tim Patrick was a very bright spot uh, for the Denver Broncos just last year. So are they cursed? Is this one of those things or is this, is this what it is? Right. Jerry, Jerry Jersey last last year was injured for uh, for a number of games. I should know because I had him on my damn fantasy squads. Right. But Jerry Jersey comes back. KJ Hamler comes back. Sutton comes back. It would have been nice to have a nice full room of receivers. But the Denver Broncos fall to this injury bug uh, that just keeps plaguing them. Man, that's three straight years that they do that. So I hope that they can find somebody that comes in and, and, and fills the void for Tim Patrick. But Tim Patrick was someone that was well-trusted receiver, and he was he was starting to really get things going. So we'll see how that plays out for them. Maybe they go and grab OBJ. This is the opportunity that OBJ is waiting for, right? An opening right before camp. Let's bring him in. So I wouldn't be surprised if the Broncos are kind of ringing at OBJ and you get OBJ and Russell Wilson together. That could be something. It'd be fun. But we'll see how that plays out. Uh, speaking of injuries, let's move all over to the West Coast. Van Jefferson, receiver for the L.A. Rams. Questionable. How does that work out for us? Great. You know what I'm saying? Are we worried about Van Jefferson? I'm not saying that he's a bum. I'm not saying that he's, he's he ain't going to do it because obviously they have Cooper Cup, which is a star. They, they've got, you know, so Robinson over there. It would have been a nice compliment to have Van Jefferson. So Van Jefferson is questionable for week one. So one less guy for us to worry about. We can focus on these two guys and really put the pressure on them with our pass rush and try to lock things down. We will see. But Van Jefferson is questionable for week one when it comes to our week one matchup against the L.A. Rams. So uh, keep keep your eyes tuned for that, man. We'll see how that plays out 
uh, for that. So for me, that's it for the storylines uh, around the league. There's so much going on, man, and there's going to be so much to go on even further. Uh, I could hit up a whole bunch of things, but I mean, we're limited on the time that we have. We got to talk about our bills. We got to talk about so many things, right? Things that I'm excited about. Um, but let's get into our camp storylines, right? We're in week two of training camp. Um, we had a bit of a scare last last week with uh, with a bit of a bruised hip, um, maybe a bruised glute, if you will, uh, from our guy Micah Hyde. Well. Somebody else got injured today, but we'll get into that in just a little bit. But uh, before I get into everything else, we're going to get into our storyline. But I'm not going to get into that without my guy, Mr. Evan Harrington. What up, my man, Ev? What's happening, bro? What's going on, man? Thanks for having me on again. Listen, I'm glad that you're on because you, you were a busy man today. Busy man. If you guys aren't following my guy, Evan, do me a favor. Follow my guy, Evan, right on to the ground. I'm going to try to fix our banner up, my man, so we get, we get our things popping here. Um, so, folks, welcome. Uh, so, training camp storylines. And Evan was there today uh, holding it down for us and letting us know what was happening, right? Who was shining? Who was a dud? Who was big potato? Uh, and uh, Evan's looking at his notes like he's ready to freaking read up a whole bunch of stuff to me. So, uh, let's focus on the key things today. So, you were mentioning to me there was a name today that stood out that not a lot of people are talking about. However, before I even say that, there's one person that I know that has been telling me to mention this name, and that is Bobby. My man Bobby has said he's been telling me, stop sleeping on Christian Benford. Talk to me on Christian Benford and what you saw from him today in camp. Yeah, so Christian Benford, obviously, he was the 185th pick in the sixth round in this past this year's past draft uh, out of Villanova. So, you know, he, he was coming in as a late-round pick. Uh, definitely had a lot of adversity against him. He had a lot of weight on his shoulders coming into a cornerback room that, you know, at the time has a guy like Jadavius White in it, even though he's injured, but still is there. Kyrie Elam drafted in the first round. You have Dane Jackson, uh, who's been here for a couple of years now. And then you have guys like Cam Lewis, Sarah Neal, Nick McLeod, who was a, a big name in camp last year. Absolutely. But, you know, a guy like Christian Benford, he's kind of been quiet throughout camp. He's had his moments, but you haven't really heard his name throughout the first week of camp but today his name is very uh, his name is very prominent uh, around the you know the storylines you can read any bills beat reporters article any fans at the at the training camp today was just like who is this guy who is christian benford uh okay. he would now before I, I want you to jump into it because yeah. you need to explain to people why they should be excited and when you talked to me and you told me what you told me i was like okay this is something that now i gotta start paying attention to i'll let you have that for and let us know man yeah, no, so obviously Christian Benford is coming in again, like I mentioned, as a six-round pick, and we all know what Sean McDermott can do with any type of cornerback or defensive back uh, in his system. He can make them better as they were projected, um, you know, coming out of the draft. And it, it's interesting to note, like Leslie Frazier mentioned in his, his press conference, I'm pretty sure it was today or yesterday, like he's surprised that Christian Benford fell um, to the Buffalo Bills in the mm. sixth round. It's like, how, how does that happen? How does a guy doing what I'm about to mention, fall to the Buffalo Bills in the sixth round. Today, uh, Christian Benford was lined up in one-on-ones in the red zone against no none other than, you know, our all-pro wide receiver, Stefan Diggs. And there was about two to three to four times where Christian Benford was just locking up Diggs, just on certain routes, just had Diggs uh, flustered step for step, you know, was there manning him up, 
just playing very well uh, against him in general. Like, if you want to get like more details of Matt Perino, wrote a good article on it. Uh, just like the in, yeah, in the the in depth like analysis of it, because like it's hard to to spot everything going on. But you know, just what, from what I've heard and from what I've seen about Christian Benford today, it it is uh it has been outstanding. And you know, Diggs got him after a while. Uh, Diggs had a nice moment where you know he hit a nice double move and just completely had Benford lost, but you know, that's, that's going to happen when you're an all pro, all pro receiver and you're going up against a rookie corner, but Benford, you know, held his own man. And you know, that that's telling, I'm not saying Benford is going to be the CB one CB two for the bills, but I mean, as of right now, it's, it's just refreshing to see that um, a guy that's a six round pick has this caliber of talent and is going up against even higher caliber of talent than he's never been against before. And I like that. Now I, I feel like you're not putting uh, enough, respect on Benford's name because not only did I mean he did well he did well today but yeah, like he did well really well three straight times I, if if I if I'm not correct I think it was with Matt Perino and he locked up Diggs three straight yeah. and then Diggs was like all right enough you know say let me let yeah. me Dig, you like like Diggs was like I just want to get back on the line like get all back right. to the line stuff so like, there was points in times where Diggs had like his helmet off he's walking around like like who's his rook man like you could see it like you could see it and you know that's See, and that's what I'm talking about. Like this, this is why camp is great, and this is why I I don't like when people are are worried about the bickering and the fighting and the pushing because people are trying to make a living. People are trying to make this team. So if you if I gotta get under your skin, I gotta shove you. You know what I'm saying for me to get that edge and make you. I mean, at the end of the day, it's competition. Yes, we're on the same team, but I'm trying to get paid. I'm trying to you know what I'm saying take care of my family. So if I gotta do what I gotta do, and I show out against. You know, say one of the best receivers in the game, and I and I look good a few reps. I got the coaches looking. Fam, that is that is fantastic to hear. So I'm I'm so glad that you were there to to witness those things going on. Um, but we're gonna stay in the backfield, the defensive backfield, and that's the safeties. And uh we we have we have some guys that are stepping up, and this isn't news to us. Micah Hyde told us to watch out for the likes of Jaquan Johnson. We've been seeing you know what I'm saying? Saran Neal do his his thing. We've been seeing Josh Thomas do a thing. So give us a little bit more insight of what you saw today with the safeties. Safeties are stepping up. So who is stepping up the most? Who's got your eye? Um, definitely, in my opinion, Jaquan Johnson. Um, I'm a big Damar Hamlin and I'm a big Josh Thomas fan, but Damar, or, uh, Jaquan Johnson was noticeable uh, taking first-team reps today in place of Micah Hyde before um, you know Jordan Player went down. So, you know, it was Jaquan Johnson and Jordan Poyer manning the safety spot today with first team reps and Jaquan just noticeable. He just, he just, I don't know if this makes sense or not, but like he wasn't all over the place today, but he just looks noticeable back there in the safety position. I don't know if it's because, you know, he changed the number from 46 to four, (laughs) but like, there's just something about him, the presence that he has on the field that just just like is eye popping to me uh just the way you know he attacks the ball the way he gets into the box the way he just covers you know tight ends and receivers just the things that he does uh is just outstanding i think uh he's gonna be a player that the buffalo bills can rely on uh now and in the future he's uh he's outstanding and here and here's the thing about jaquan johnson he's not a big guy he's like what five five ten if that yeah maybe five eleven so it's not like he's a huge dude that he's a, he's a big presence. So whatever he's doing that's catching your eye, maybe it's that number because that awful number 46, that nobody should ever wear that number. We talk about ugly numbers. 38 is one of them. Horrible number. 46 is another. 
terrible number. Uh, so he knew exactly what to do. He knew what time it was. Change your number. I mean, look at Isaiah McKenzie. My Isaiah McKenzie changed from 19 to 6. He's all over the place, man. People are loving my man Isaiah McKenzie. So shout out to Jaquan Johnson uh, showing out. And it's a good thing uh, because of the, the injuries that can happen and that have happened in that department. So uh, we'll be talking about that a little later. But shout out to, um, to the safety group, to the defense. The defense has been lighting the offense up as they should. I'm waiting for the offensive side to, you know what I mean, get back into it. Obviously, we're waiting that old line to come back into shape. Uh, but right now, it's going to be rough. I mean, when you hear Bobby Hart is starting at right tackle, it kind of makes you go, woof. You feel he's me? Starting so at, um, he's starting at guard today. Oh, my gosh. Listen, closest. he's the clo- He's closest to Allen, protecting Allen on the inside. My goodness. Uh, Lord be with you. But anyway, uh, that being said, <laughs> that being said, I mean, when you hear Bobby Hart's in the lineup, Tommy Gold went down, like those those things matter. And it's hard for a, an offense to get in rhythm. But when you have an elite quarterback like Josh Allen, he will make plays regardless because he's just that guy. He yeah. is him. You feel me? So uh, hey. shout out uh, to uh, our safety crew, man. Um, a big battle going on right now. And there was I wanted to do a poll today, but I didn't do the poll. But Jamison Crowder is back. Jamison Crowder has returned. He was what gone four four days out of five. I think five days out of six days he returned, um, and he he looked pretty good today. And uh, I don't want people thinking that. And I and I I hope he gets it, but I don't want and I don't want to get trapped into thinking that Isaiah McKenzie has this slot receiver position locked down. If he does, even better because he's earning it right now. But oh, now yeah, for sure. you have yourself a fight. Because Crowder is now healthy, he's going to get back into it, and he's going to show us why we brought him onto this team. So I know that you saw and you've noticed that my, Isaiah McKenzie's been killing it. I mean, articles are everywhere. Uh, yes. We've spoken to Isaiah McKenzie. He knows. We know what time it is for him. But is do you think, in your opinion, based on what you saw today, that he is – that's his position. That's his to lose. It's That's his position. Or – it's still going to be a battle, but he's got he's got a bit of an edge. Does he have an edge, or is it his to lose, or is it still a battle 50-50, and we're going to see it right to the wire? What are, you, what are your thoughts on that based on what you saw today in camp? Well, as of right now, I think it is Isaiah McKenzie's battle to lose. If we were only two or three days into camp, then I would say that this could be a battle coming down to the wire through you know the three preseason games and the rest of camp. But nonetheless, Isaiah McKenzie has just been outstanding. He has just been making play after play noticeable again in one-on-ones. There was a, a rep against Sarah Neal where I was just watching watching McKenzie just because, again, I wanted to see it with my own eyes. I, you know, sure. I'm, I like reading the articles. It's nice to see because I'm out there. But at the same point in time, I get sick of reading the articles because I want to see it with my own eyes. I want to you know, like just get a taste of it. And then, you know, I saw Isaiah McKenzie just absolutely burn Sarah Neal just to the corner of the end zone, Absolutely. going to the – going to the far pylon and that's just telling man i mean isaiah mckenzie he has just controlled his route running he knows when to to dial it back uh you no know, speed wise and just really uh you know towing in and be a good route runner uh obviously he learned a lot of that from cole beasley he always mentions that the cole beasley was a big mentor in his route running game in, in in it's showing Isaiah McKenzie just can run fluent routes not saying he is one of the best technical slot route runners in the game but it is it is a lot noticeable when you watch him. Not only the six, the, the swagger is there. The confidence is much more uh, present. But, man, th- those routes just look more crisp and cleaner than they ever have. And there, there was actually one point. I, I don't want to, like, 
dog on Isaiah McKenzie just because like he's been so good. But there's one point where he did the end around and the like little jet sweep flip pass. Right. He fumbled it. Uh, uh, Kenneth, pressure's on, baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Listen, pressure's on when when you because for for someone that has, I mean, I've, I don't know, Evan, if you've played, if you played the running back position, if you ever played football, period. But no, uh, Madden never played. Never played my, but my it, career, Madden, though. There you go. And you're a hockey guy, though. Hockey, soccer, lax. Yep. There you go. There you go. So there, there's a lot. I mean, not to put, not to give him an excuse, but like you're trying to get your depth. You're trying yes. to get a grasp of the football. Not only trying to get a grasp of the football, but you're also trying to read your linemen and reading where your lane is all at the same time. And sometimes when you, when, when it's natural to you, it's just what it is. But when you're concentrating on trying to get the ball, if it's a bad pitch, a good pitch, whatever the case is, your mind is not focused. You're just so much on one thing. Right. And it's so quick. So, and you think you have the football and you're already looking in the lanes and then there goes the fumble. You got to yeah. get that football first and then make your move. So it's tough, man. He's been having a great camp. I don't think that's also anyway, we'll go on. Go ahead. I just want to touch that. Um, like I'm not exactly sure what the Bills' way of doing this is with the kick returns and stuff, but mm-hmm. Isaiah was the first um, first returner out today. He was taking quote unquote whatever you want to call it first team returner reps. Okay. But like when I when when I saw him, I'm pretty sure it was like Taiwan Jones, Duke Johnson, James Cook, Marcus Stevenson, uh, Khalil Shakir, Isaiah McKenzie. McKenzie looked the best by far out of all of them. Wow. So like he just looked the best, the burst, the cutting ability, uh, the vision, everything that you want to return her. Mackenzie just dominated in. Perfect. It, so it, this, I know this, you, you only had two reps, but still. Yeah. he only had two reps, but still it, it's just clear and cut that he is probably the better, best returner we got. Well, then this is perfect because I get to bring this up. If he looked great part returning and kick returning and, and just returning the football altogether, Stevenson hurt. So uh, apparently yeah. he's got a foot injury or contusion. I'm not sure exactly what it is. I don't know how serious it is, uh, but damn, that sucks because this is going to be the second year that kind of bummed his rookie year. He bummed his, his, his leg and he had to stay out. Um, and now here we are in the same position and he's, and he's hurt. So it, it, he had such a good day before. And then, then he has this day. So it's going to be very interesting to see how this return game happens. Does McKenzie hold on to this position? Is it going to be Stevenson? That holds on to it. Are we keeping seven receivers? There's a whole bunch of things happening, but uh, we're going to stay with the receivers. And uh, before we do, I got my man, John DeMarchi. What up, Johnny? It's been a while, Johnny. Johnny goes at the Rams, Titans, at the Finns, at the Ravens, Steelers at home, at KC, then the bye. Then we have Green Bay. Okay. So Donald, Simmons, Ogba, Owe. Uh, who else do we got? Uh, TJ Watt, Chris Jones, Gary. First, even start like the first seven games. Starting O line has been yet to practice together. Job one: keep Josh Josh Allen upright. Are we worried? Now it's funny that you mentioned that John and March, You're gonna make you're making us jump the gun. Um, yes, are we? Yes, of course you're worried. You want you want your top dogs to be there to protect your top asset, and that is Josh Allen. But when you have the likes of Tommy Doyle in there, and you have the jo- Saffold is still out. We don't know when he he returns. Um, you know what I'm saying? And it, listen, it's just not good. It's not good right now. And it's hard for your offense to get in a rhythm, right? To get in a good rhythm. And the defense is always going to be ahead of the curve always when it comes to training camp. But we need to start to get our act together. And that, how we do that is by bringing the old line together. So is it is it, is it cause for concern? 
Heck yeah, it's cause for concern. And, I, and I'm hoping soon that everybody gets healthy at the right time and we're ready to go. But the problem is there hasn't been enough time together. There has not been enough time together. Evan, talk to me on the O-line. Um, is it something that you're concerned about at this point? Or give it some more time. It's still early. The pads just got on. We're going to get there. Or are you are you pulling the panic, the panic shoot and saying, yo, I don't think I like what I see, man. Ring that bell. I don't like it. What are your thoughts? Well, yeah, it- it's it's a mix of both, to be honest, in my opinion, just because when you look at the offensive line in general, uh, most of the guys that are you – know, all the guys that are starters are going to be set to be back before the week one matchup against the LA Rams. But at the same time, like you want to build that chemistry because there is a few new guys on this line uh, and some guys who haven't even played a full season on this line. Uh, you have guys like Ryan Bates who haven't played a full season on this line. Uh, you know, a guy like Spencer Brown who's going into his second season and hasn't played next to new right guard acquisition from Tennessee – Roger Saffold, who hasn't even participated in camp yet, right. uh, because of the you know the car accident and his injured ribs, and I and I know he will be back sooner than later, but you know that's cause for concern because as of right now, the two guard positions are being filled by Cody Ford and Bobby Hart, and I know Cody Ford uh, has had his moments in camps in, in camp thus far. You know he's he's stopped. Uh, I think he had a nice drop on Daquan Jones today. Um, but like just in general, I, I just don't think you can be comfortable going through preseason with Cody Ford and Bobby Hart only to the fact that you you want Josh Allen to get comfortable with Ryan Bates and uh, Roger Saffold in front of him. Uh, obviously, Mitch Morse will be comfortable. He is one of the best centers in football. He gets comfortable with whatever is left or right to him. But at the same time, I mean, today the, the offensive line was Dawkins left tackle. He was back again, second day back after his personal, personal leave for a few days. Uh, but then you had, um, Cody Ford left guard more still at center, obviously. Uh, then you had Bobby Hart at right guard and then, uh, David Questenberry at right tackle who completely got obliterated today in a rep against Greg Rousseau and Greg Rousseau got the job. Greg Rousseau got to Josh Allen and Josh Allen threw it away, but basically it would have been a sack. Like most not Josh would have gotten knocked on his rear end or it would have just been a clear sack in general. So that's, that's, that's the thing with the D line or the offensive line getting dominated by the D line. There's been tons of times where Ed Oliver just blew up the play. If it was a real game Ed Ed Oliver would have made a, an explosive play. Like there, yeah. there's points in times, like I, I'm not serious. Like I'm not joking about this either. Like in camp, these guys obviously go 110%. It's pads They're you know, they're trying to make a living. They're trying to make the roster. But at the same time, like I'm convinced that if Ed Oliver was going in, in in game mode he would blow through this offensive line and just torture them they, and they have no right to stop him because they can't and, and that's a cause for concern with me it is it is a cause for concern I, i'll tell you something i'm gonna bring this up because i have to i know it's old news and it's water under the bridge but i gotta bring this up and i, I think and this is just a personal opinion and you guys know me I, I keep it 100 i try to keep it a buck but i don't think i liked that little skirmish that happened between, I don't, I don't even want to call it a skirmish. Uh, Sensitivity. I don't like, I I didn't, I don't think I liked Josh Allen's sensitivity when he got bumped on that goal line play. And I know it's water under the bridge. They're all cool now, but like that was just a love tap, baby. That was a love tap. Yeah. And Josh just completely overreacted. Now you don't overreact. Like you get bumped like that. It's nothing. You just keep it pushing. But sometimes when frustration happens where O-line is not, there's no continuity on the O-line. You know what I'm saying? There's just a whole bunch of guys on the line right now that are trying to gel and trying to put things together. And then here comes Phillips and gives him a little nudge. You know what I'm saying? A little yeah. nudge. Gosh, you're not 5'11", you know what I'm saying? 210 pounds. Well, you're 6'5". You're not Kyler Murray. 
You're not Kyler Murray. You're not Kyler Murray, man. You're 6'5", 240, fam. Yo, take that nudge and keep it pushing. But all this, all this for nothing. And it, it forget about what everybody's talking about. We know that these guys are good. But, Josh, too much, man. Too, that's sensitive, bro. You're better than that. You know what I'm saying? And I know it's over and done with and all that junk, but I'm sure it surprised a lot of people. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's why, you know what I'm saying, you saw – you know what I'm saying Gabe jumping in, and you saw, you know, you call Stefan these jumping in, kind of like, okay, okay, we're done. But like, fam, we listen, stop that. You're better than that. You don't be, don't be doing that stuff, man. You, you're the leader on the squad. I mean, you show that sensitivity is like, fam, easy, easy now. And I have a lot of my friends are like, yo, this is what Josh does, Kevin Gerard. Kevin's like, this is what he does. Every time he gets touched, he gets pissed, and he starts acting like a little baby. I kind of saw that a little bit. I not when he hit, not when he hit Kyle Van Noy into the dirt. Dude, you know what I'm saying? Like, come on, man. Like, we're better than that. That softness. We do. I know you're. You're not. You're. You're not at all soft. But that that act was a little soft. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna cap. That's just what it did is. Did you I'm see the? Do uh, it. Is done. But he did completely overreact. Did you Did you see the little makeup fight they had today in camp? Just the. I saw that. I saw that. And, and that's what I love. That's That's what I love because it's over and done with, and it's funny. We can laugh about it, but like at the time. Yeah. He was not laughing. He wasn't joking. He was dead serious. When you shove a man like that, come on, fam. We're better than that. This is what I'm going to say to you. So um, we're going to move on. I, I want to talk about Hodgins because yes. I keep talking about Hodgins having no place on this team. No place on this team. I, not because he's not talented enough, but because I think we have too much depth, right? And yes. whenever you start getting to receiver five, six, seven, receivers five, six, seven have to have some kind of, you know what I'm saying, some kind of place on special teams. And is he a special teams ace that we keep him? You know what I'm saying? Over a guy like Kumaro that they like on special teams? I just can't see it. Unless he outshines Kumaro that much and they like him more on the offensive side and they can see more things coming in, coming from him on the offensive side of the ball. I just don't know. But you see different. You see some good things happening from Hodges. And I've been hearing a lot of things. How did he look to today in camp? Are you, are you, are you encouraged that maybe that he can find a way on this 53-55 man roster? Yeah, so in my opinion, the way Hodgins has been playing in camp thus far, he has a spot on the practice squad. Um, so he, he's a lock on the practice squad, in my opinion, like, nonetheless. Um, he's going to have to improve a little more, in my opinion, to maybe get to that 53-man roster spot. Remember, Jake Kumaro hasn't been participating in practice. So that is something to uh, keep an eye on. Uh, but at the same time, uh, Isaiah Hodgins today uh, – uh, it, was, it was Case Keenum and company. They took the first rep in uh, the two-minute drill, and it was it was a nice nice first pass over the middle to Hodgins. Soft hands brought it in, uh, went upfield, got a little contact, and then to end the two-minute drill, scored a nice touchdown from Case Keenum as well. Uh, so he looked very good in the two-minute drill earlier, and then he had also had a nice touchdown later in camp from Case uh, in some more team drills. Uh, so Isaiah Hodgins has just looked good. Um, he the only thing that like looked. A little off today, like he slipped in one of his routes and just like it was just like just side drills, but he's really cutting hard on his routes. He's getting low, he's getting aggressive in his routes. Uh, he's really you know lifting the dirt out uh, out of the turf. He's really get, digging his cleat, his uh his cleat nice and deep, and really like you know putting putting more effort or not. I wouldn't say more effort, but more like drive and, and anger into his routes than you. than he did before. He just looks like a better overall route runner, and I like it because uh, I you know Hodgins has the talent. Like I, you know, I've always, you know, been a guy supporting Isaiah Hodges, but it's just those injuries, man. If he can Guess stay, what, Evan? 
when you are your back is against the wall and you're trying to make this squad and the the the, the depth keeps getting deeper and deeper yeah i'm gonna dig my feet into the turf as hard as i can so i can make these cuts and try to get on the squad because it's gonna be harder and harder for this guy to get on squad last his first year was his best year until he got hurt which sucks because they drafted both him and davis on the in the same draft class you said yeah some were saying that hodgins was going to be the better prospect and here comes gabe davis doing what he's supposed to be doing so uh, shout out to this 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 receiving core, man. It's a really he's solid, having solid he's having team. a nice camp too, man. Heck yeah, man. Speaking of having a nice camp, last but not least, Terrell Bernard. That boy on passes. He's in coverage. He's in tight coverage. He's where he's supposed to be. And coaches are looking great because they drafted this man and they knew that he was going to be something nice. And he's doing everything they thought he would be doing and more. How did he look today in camp? Is he upholding everything that we've been saying about him and how great he is is yeah so what are you talking about no it's 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 not overhyped i'm trying to remember what episode i was on it was was either um zbot rev or you that i was on and and i just said that like the bills are going to be playing a lot of big nickel with a guy like terrell bernard but at the same time uh, he's looking great in camp thus far. He uh, he made a couple of plays today that I thought were remarkable. The first one was kind of on like a little like like dump route, just like Tommy Sweeney like fled out of the backfield kind of off the line, uh, and he was going towards the end zone. He had the step on Bernard, but Bernard uh, used his athletic ability to close the route, and it was a hard catch uh, at first for Sweeney to make. It was in only one hand, but still he had it reeled in, but Bernard's – you know, pure athleticism got to the ball and just knocked it out. And it would have been a touchdown as soon as he caught it. So that was the one play. And the second play is uh, just Terrell Bernard's ball awareness. He just knows where to be around the ball. Um, Josh that. Allen, Josh Allen threw um, a nice little like hitch pass to James Cook. I'm not sure exactly who broke up the pass, but he got broken up from Cook. And the ball was in the air and uh, Bernard, you know, dived and scooped it off uh, before it hit the ground. Uh, in the end zone and he uh, he actually ran it back 100 yards it didn't like counter anything but he got touched but he ran it back man just got to get that feeling but you know terrell bernard is just everywhere you just see the pure athleticism uh didn't didn't see any other like big splash plays like that tremaine edmonds play the other day in camp but uh terrell bernard is just situationally uh aware of where the ball is where he needs to be of when he needs to uh make contact with the opposing receiver uh, he just does everything well as of right now as a rookie, too. It's it's very impressive to see. I like it. And I, I'm going to jump in on one last uh, camp line storyline that I've been reading, um, and it's the running back room. That's my favorite damn position on the field, and it's the RBs. And right now, it's looking like Devin Singletary is still that dude. Devin Singletary right now is looking at RB1 for this Buffalo Bills team. Um, and, and you love to hear it. You love to hear it. And uh, James Cook is is as good as advertised. He's doing what he's supposed to do. Uh, they had a couple drills, I guess, last camp where they were pass blocking, right? Going up against the yes. safeties and uh, going up against the, the linebackers. And uh, James Cook with his size, well, he's about like five foot, five eleven, a buck ninety, give or take. And he he was holding his own. But the one that looked the best um, is Zach Moss. And from what I'm reading and seeing out there, Zach Moss, do not count out Zach Moss in being a contributor to this team this year. Um, Duke Johnson, who knows what Duke Johnson is going to be. Uh, but when you draft a guy like James Cook, it kind of nullifies a guy like Duke Johnson. Um, I'm not here to say that's definitive, but if you just look at for what it is, I mean, we invested in Zach Moss. We invested in James Cook. We invested 
in Singletary. Those are three guys that we've drafted. We've brought to this squad. So we're going to keep those three. I can't see Duke Johnson unseating any of those guys, especially because those guys present two different, all different type of backs. you got the Juke, the elusive one, and I'm both actually Singletary and James Cook. And then you have your bruiser in Zach Moss. So how do you get rid of a bruiser and keep a lot of elusive guys? So Duke Johnson might be honest looking from the outside looking in is what it looks like. So uh, we'll see. He's on the bubble. We'll see how that plays out. But Moss is not dead in the water. I don't think he's dead in the water. That's just my opinion. Um, but I, I think he's he's well and alive. I think he's afloat. He's doggy paddling right now. He's chilling right now. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if he's if he's comfortable enough to, you know what I'm saying? I don't know if I'm backstroking right now. I don't know if he's comfortable enough to do that shit. But he's dog paddling. He's dog paddling right now. He's chilling right now. So he's good. So um, I'm going to leave it at that. And then uh, I'm going to bring you back. Uh, into the fold in just a moment, Ev. I'm going to put you inside because I got a little something to play for people uh, that have been viewing. So if you guys are familiar uh, with, you know what I'm saying, a little mini content creator rivalry that we have uh, popping off uh, with Miami Dolphins fans. And uh, we had, uh, I think we have them in the chat right now. Uh, I think it's the, the I, think, I don't, I don't want to disrespect their podcast name. Go ahead and check them out. It's always in fun, obviously. Um, I'm trying to scroll up to see if I can find uh, their name, but I think it's the uh, the Finns Tailgate Podcast. Uh, but I'll make sure that I get it down right and down pat. But uh, fam, they were talking real greasy. They were talking real greasy, like their squad was gonna do something. Hey, there they are. There I found it. They're they're called the Finns Tailgate, right? Um, so I mean, they're, they're sliding through to give some love, and I hope you guys are still in the chat right now, but. Let me play a little something for you. We had a little fun. I mean, you guys already heard me go all the way off on them not too long ago. Then Z-Bot took a chance and was just he, he just working the body. He was working the body, man. He could he didn't stop, right? Me, I was jabbing. I was jabbing all way. You know what I'm saying? Keeping him away, keeping him away. And then here comes Z-Bot. Boom, give him the body, right? But we didn't knock him down yet. We didn't knock him down because we're going to bring him on the show and then we're going to knock him out. You know what I'm saying? We got we to gotta toy with him. We got to weaken them up a little bit and then we knock him out when we bring him on the show. But we had a little fun. We had a little fun. Um, and uh, I don't want to talk about it. I'm going to just show y'all the clip. And you guys, if you guys appreciate this clip, do me a favor. Smash that like. You know what I'm saying? Subscribe if you haven't subscribed because it's going to be like this all year long. Let's they think they're sitting atop some, somewhere. And I'm telling you, they're, they're a couple of bad games away from being third in the division if they're not due. You mean to tell me you guys think you can push the number one? Please talk to me about how in the hell two teams are finishing over the Bills. Dolphins, Patriots, Bills, Jets. That's the order. <laughs> now they're seeing the Dolphins, a more competitive team. We've kept in their place at the bottom of the division. What the f*** did the Patriots do for you to put them in number two? I mean, there, there are there's levels to this, right? There's levels to how you try to psych yourself up as a fan for your team especially when you're on the fence like Miami is to take it to that level where you're gonna knock the bills down to third in the division one little thumb injury away from all of that party stopping in its tracks when you have to say they're one nick away from then you know you done Stop it. Shut the f up. I understand if you wanted to say second, if a meteor hit the stadium and, and, and the Bills dropped a couple games to second. Okay, fine. Shut the f up. I, I was I was as delusional as the next person when when the, when the Bills weren't good. 
you know, back in the day. I would try to come up with any scenario in my mind possible to convince myself the Bills were going to make the playoffs. But there was never a moment in time during that era that I said, I'll tell you right now, a couple bad games. New England, New England and Tom Brady, they could finish third. These Dolphins put a new couple new players on the sh and they feel that they they the top of the world. Fam, let me remind you bitches. Y'all haven't won shit in three years. Oh, and six. Hey, humble yourselves, motherfuckers. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm not trying to cuss. I've been, I've been doing a very good job. I'm not trying to cuss, but fam. It's just crazy to me how the Bills have become that team that you want to wish so badly to fail. I'm sweating right now. I'm glowing. <laughs> I got, I got, listen. Shout out to my man Pierre, first of all. First, first and foremost, that boy put that edit together and in no time. I sent a text today in the group chat. I was like, fam, you know what we should do? We should merge both mine and Zbot's mini rants into one and just, you know, I mean, let it do what it does. If it bombs, it bombs. If it, if it, if it does what it does, and so on. Be, hey, put Pierre was all over that shit. Yo, salute to my man P Money. You did that thing for real. Um, Dolphins fans, man, all love. You know what I'm saying? But that, that Finn's tailgate, we're going to bring you on the show. It's going to be 2v2. Me and Bot, I might even bring Rev on. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Just for extra, extra salt. You know what I'm saying? Salt bay that bitch on you guys. But you can't. You just can't. You can't handle that. It's it, it, up to you if you decide to come on to the show. <laughs> At your own discretion. That's all I'm going to say. But shout out to the Finn. They're, they've been a good sport. You know what I'm saying? We're going to try to make it together and, and, and come on together and, and really talk fun football, but then get to the, the, the nitty gritty. We'll get to the good stuff. But salute to them. Uh, we're going to dust you guys this year. And that's just, just what it's going to be, folks. I mean, I got two of throwing 65 yard bombs. It looked good. Don't get me wrong. It looked good. You know what I'm saying? But guess what? My man, Nate Peterman, was doing good things in practice too. You know what I'm saying? Nate Peterman! Was doing big things in practice too, until you know what I'm saying. We can go to the Ravens game, and we are—it's all said and done. You already know what happened. Excuse me, the Chargers game. Ravens, he did get in there a little bit, and then we pulled him, and then the Chargers game—it was a wrap. So anyway, y'all already know what it is. But I had to play that. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun. I might even bring Kevin to help you guys. Maybe go three v three. Kevin will help you for sure. If you don't know who Kevin is, I might even bring Kevin on and then. And go from there, but <laughs> it's, just, it's just comical to me. Um, but let's get into my three main points before we get out of here, right? And um, there's there's things. By the way, shout out to the chat right now. Uh, it's bumping right now. I appreciate y'all. Salute to Facebook getting it in and, and and commenting and getting in here. Salute to my guys on YouTube. Salute to the Bing Squad. Bing Biggity Bing was good. I see you guys are in the building right now. Uh, salute to y'all. We got 200 and almost 30 people watching right now. And let's bump it. If you guys have not shared, if you guys have not liked, you guys have to subscribe. Subscribe and hit that bitch right now. Let's go. So let's talk about it. Um, pause for concern. I, I need to, I need, I have some concerns. I have camp concerns and then I have some things that I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for right now. I love seeing. So we're going to start with camp concerns. I'm going to start with one and I'm going to bring Evan back on there and he can tell us about his camp concerns, but I'm going to start with one of them. Evan, I'm going to bring you on for this. All right. You can, you can actually, you know what? I'll leave you on for this because we need to talk about it. What, what worries us as Bills fans? I'll, I'll, I'll start with myself. This year we were, we were debating on what we should do with the first round pick. I think it's well-documented that I really wanted a running back with the first round. I wanted Brees Hall. 
I have mm-hmm. no bones about saying it. I was in love with Brees Hall. That was my draft sweetheart, right? And the Jets scooped right, scooped him up. And right now, I'm hearing that he is a fan favorite for the New Jersey Jets. If you, I like mean, I, if I was a Jets fan, it, it's Zach Wilson for obvious reasons, but that's a different discussion for another day. <laughs> I get you. I like that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, fan favorite Brees Hall is doing his thing, right? And the Bills were such a complete team that we could have gone in a lot of directions. We could have went safety. We don't know. We don't know. We still don't know what's going on with Poirier and Hyde and if they're going to keep these guys together. Chances are they will, right? We could have went LB. There were chances. We, there was conversations of going, going LB. We could have went defensive line. We could have we, we went so many routes. We could have went receiver. A lot of people were talking about going to receiver. We lost Cole Beasley. What are we going to do to receiver? A lot of conversations were happening. So guess what? We picked a corner. I think it was the safest position to pick, and we picked a corner. It was pretty deep, and we got ourselves Kair Elam. Now, we're talking about what worries us as a Bills fan. Well, I'm worried. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm worried. Because Kair Elam, and although a rookie, he's grabby. And that is a problem for me. Yes, is he talented? Of course he is. He's a talent, right? We drafted him in the first round for a reason. You know what I'm saying? He will he will be on your ass. He will press you. But our defense is not predicated on, on man all day. We mix it up heavily, and we're more a zone team than man. So he's got to get himself acquainted with holding receivers. Stop holding to the point where you're putting the, the, the boxing gloves on. I get that part. You're trying to, you know what I mean, psychologically get yourself, you know what yeah. I'm saying, not to hold. But I'm going to tell you right now, when you start getting grabby, my man Evan was telling me he was a little grabby in camp, and he has been the last couple couple days, couple camps, and he's getting grabby. And you're I, up against one of the best. You're going up against yeah. one of the best is Stefan Diggs. Guess what? Evan was breaking it down to us last week. Listen, we're going up against Cooper Cup. You got Robinson. Then you're going to, then you're going to the Titans. You got Robert Woods, which is a heck of a route runner. Uh, who else is the other guy that's uh, that we that they got? Traylon Burks, rookie. Traylon Burks. Physical, physical like. You feel me? So you can't get grabby like that because right now, if you're if our defense is third and two, it's third and six, and we're about to boot these guys off the field, and you get hell, you get flagged for holding, and we got to get back onto the field. I'm gonna tell you right now, this defense is gonna be looking at you, fam. We were better, we were ready to get off the field. We just sacked the quarterback. What you doing holding now? Is he gonna fix it in time? I sure hope so, but I'm telling you right now, I'm concerned because Trey White. Is not quite ready to come back yet, right? Dane Jackson has been doing his thing. Looks good. He looks, looks good, very man. good in camp. Could he be the one that overtakes the rookie? Maybe, but it's not that I'm I'm wanting that to happen. But I want to see more from my rookie, and I and and those are things that you've got to you got to get that out of your mind. You got to listen. If you got to tape your damn hands together, do that. You feel me? But like we cannot have that because that is going to cost us. It's going to cost us and it's going to cost us big. We can't be, you know what I'm saying, 23-23. It's a tie game and, and we're about to, you know what I mean, 20, we're 24-23 and we need to make a stop and it's fourth and six and they're going for it and it's a flag on Kyer Elam. We cannot have that. And then we yes. put them in position and they score and they win the game because our rookie corner got caught holding. Fam, the, the one th- go ahead, go ahead. The one thing I'll note about Kyrie, though, he stayed about 30 plus extra minutes after practice, just working on things. Um, 
you know, one-on-one with some of the, the, you know, the conditioning coaches. Um, he was talking to a few of his uh, teammates, just going over things. But the one rep that really got me with Kyrie, and I think I might have tweeted it out on the on the BF uh, Twitter today. Everyone go follow the BF Twitter to, you know, to see the recap that I sure. had out at, at uh, training camp today. But nonetheless, um, it was just a route really, like, in general. You know, Kyrie was a little off on digs, and then he just got up face mask to face mask with them press man wanted mm-hmm. to get into it how that it's just kind of do here i'm about to talk about it mm-hmm. um digs just kind of gives him that little shake goes outside starts going towards the sideline of the end zone and then he fakes like he's gonna have like a comeback route towards the sideline of the touchdown and then he just kind of comes back up towards the top of the end zone and as he's doing that that's when kyer grabs him grabs the hip like mm-hmm. the jersey like kind of like the four or the one of their four of the, of, uh, of Diggs's number. And then, you know, that's, that's where that I would, I would have called the flag. I would have just thrown that flag up and been like, that's a penalty. Guess what? You're on the one yard line. You're on the half yard line. First and goal. Here Absolutely. we go. And we can't have that. And, and I'll tell you this. I, I played, uh, I played RB and I played uh, corner and safety back in my day. And when I was transitioning from playing RB to DB and I was playing off and my, my coach was like, why are you playing off? Get on him. And he's like, you got to trust your speed. You got to trust your speed. So, and that was another thing. So when you start getting grabby, it's because it's because you're not trusting yourself. You're not trusting your mechanics. You're not trusting that you're in the right position. So then you're holding, right? So he's got to get his mind right. And what I'm loving, and I don't want this to be a, I'm poo-pooing on Kair Elam. I'm just saying that I have, I have concern, right? So, yeah. <laughs> Yo, Adam Shepard's a hater. <laughs> Rico always living in his days. I'm like Al Bundy, right? Four touchdowns in high school. I got you, fam. But you still have your Letterman jacket? You still got your Letterman jacket, Rico? <laughs> my Letterman jacket out there. It's a little tight on me, but I'm gonna get it out there. But the point I'm trying to make is this: <laughs> I do have concern, and and I'm hoping that these things are are mechanical, and he just works on it, and that's why we have the training camp, and that's why we're gonna have um, um preseason to kind of showcase what you have, um and. Because Trey White is not here, you've got both these guys are going to be getting on stage and showing us what they got. We're going to have our hands full. So I'm just hoping that he is ready and prepared to face a gauntlet of receivers as they come our way because it's just it's not going to be easy. The first six to seven games is tough, right? We're not facing yeah, slouch sure. quarterbacks, and we're not facing slouch receivers. So be ready because they're coming our way, man. So be prepared, be mentally prepared and get your mind right um, and make sure that you're on there. But sh- salute to Kyrie. He's going up against the best. So this will prepare him. And I love that. I said it before last show, sh- iron sharpens iron. So hopefully this is what's going to make him better. Uh, but and right now, I don't like the grabbiness. It's got to stop. He still has his good reps too. I, I don't want to knock him too much. He still has his good reps. He still has his good reps, and obviously I haven't been at every training camp. Yeah. But from what I'm hearing and from what I'm seeing, I love the confidence he's playing with. Um, because as a rookie, no matter how good you are, no matter how good you're projected to be, you will still have your mislapses as, you know, a rookie corner in the NFL. It's a hard position to adapt to. Um, most corners in the NFL don't really, you know, get to their stride until maybe year three, year four. Right? 100%. But some, some corners are – you know, better than others. Uh, you guy like Patrick Sertan, AJ Terrell, uh, Tredavious White, Marshawn Lattimore, you know, these are corners, Jalen Ramsey. These are corners who came into their own in years two and three. Some even in year one. Um, so they have that going for them. 
I don't know if Kyrie Elam is going to be that type of corner, but nonetheless, that guy has confidence and he walks around with it and he uh, plays with it too. He uh, gets up in your face and he lets it be known that like, I'm here and I'm here to play. Uh, even though that some of his technical games still needs to be fixed, like the grabbiness and just his hands in general, that will be fixed. I, I don't, I don't think I, I get it as of right now, just going into like weeks one, two, three, four, but as a long-term issue, I'm not worried about it. Um, by mid-season, if not even by the beginning of the regular season, I think it'd be fixed. Uh, and, and I, I, I no think doubt. John McDermott's going to get him in there. I don't have no doubt. And I, and, and the reason yeah. I have no doubt, because obviously we're talking about worries. I mean, everything can't be roses. Everything can't be great. I can't be – I refuse to be homerish. I just can't. I just It's not ingrained. Yeah, no, no, I get you. You know what I mean? But I, I will say this. What I'm confident about, and I love that you brought Sean McDermott up, um, I, I'm, I'm going to even bring in Leslie Frazier, right? I'm confident that these guys are going to get coached up I think they're going to be doing the right thing when it's and it's the, they're going to be ready for it. At the end of the day, they're going to be ready for it. So I appreciate what Kyrie is doing. Thirty minutes after practice, I love it. You know, what I'm saying going up against the best, I love that too. You know, what I'm saying, and I'm hoping that you know, what I'm saying these veteran receivers take them aside and say, hey, you know, what I'm saying when I do this, you know, what I'm saying try not to do this because this is what I'm thinking. So I'm hoping that these guys are spending time with each other, not only like in the locker room, but stay that. If you're staying half an hour, I want to see Stefan Diggs with you. Right. That's the way I look at it. But I appreciate that. And uh, you know what else I appreciate? I appreciate my guy, John DeMarchi, longtime viewer, always respect his takes. And he comes in with a, a super beautiful super chat to your boy, Rico. And I man Ev, and he says, hey, Rico, keep bringing the juice. Old man Bills fan behind enemy lines on Miami Beach. Blessings to you, your fam and kids and guests. And I appreciate you. John, John DeMarchi is living the, the best life in the 305. OK, Johnny, you better listen. If I ever get the opportunity to meet you. Your tan better be darker than what I see in your profile picture because you you living in the, in the beautiful sun out there. So you better have a beautiful tan, a 24-hour tan. I'm telling you, I'm talking not as tan as chocolate as this, but you know what I mean? You better have a nice tan. You feel what I'm saying? But I was just set. <laughs> Go ahead, Ep. I was just recently in Miami too, uh boarding my cruise. Did you get loving in Miami? Well, yeah, kind of. So like so like when I was pouring in, like I was up late on the cruise that night. It was like five in the morning, we're pouring in into Miami, just seeing like the city, man. It just, I could not imagine the nightlife in Miami. It's a different city. And this is why. Oh, it is. It's hard. How do you, how do you, your Tyreek Hill and, and not go to Miami tax free. Number one, you make all the money. You're in, you're in a beautiful destination and you have Family. the potential to do some good things. You feel me? Let me listen. Marcel Louis Jack went from beat reporting for, you know, saying the ESPN reporter for the bills. And he got almost like a promotion in terms of weather wise, not team wise, but weather wise, he goes to South beach. He's doing big things over there. So it's a beautiful city. John Amarchi, salute to you. Appreciate you. Um, but that was my cause for concern. Kair Elam. And I know he's going to get his act together, but right now I'm a little concerned. Ev, before I boot you off the stage for a minute, what is your cause for concern? What are you What are you concerned about on this team? Well, there's probably a couple things I can touch on. Uh, you can kind of note uh, with the injuries of yep. you know Mike Hyde and Jordan Poyer. Uh, you can always Talk note the offensive line. That's kind of what I'm going to stay at with is the offensive line right now. Okay. It, it, it is just a cause for concern right now. Um, I, I still think there's a lot of hope left that the offensive line can get back uh, together with one another before the season starts and build some, some good chemistry. But as of right now, just everything I've mentioned, everything I've seen in articles throughout camp, even what I witnessed in person today, um, just players just dominating, you know, our second, second in quote unquote, third string lineman with ease basically mm. is just not good. Cause like at the end of the day, I'm all cool with, you know, if a lineman goes down, the next guy up gets a couple reps with the first teams, you know, just, just getting that in their system. 
But when it's consistently happening a week into camp uh, and Josh Allen has to deal with that, like you can tell like Josh Allen has to deal with it. There was, there were so many times today in, in the red zone drills where Josh Allen was running up the middle, running, running out to the sideline, uh, bouncing plays out, escaping, just evading, evading sacks. Um, there, even noted that Greg Rousseau just, just beat David Questenberry and got right to Josh Allen. So did Von Miller and Ed Oliver on the same rep. It, it's just like at a point in time, I'm not saying Josh is going to get injured, but like you just with this offensive line, like if, if this defensive line really wants to turn it up, they could get the Josh, like six out of, of course, seven plays, six out of eight plays, six out of nine plays. Like, like I'm serious. It, again, I, I mentioned it earlier in the show. I, I don't think any of the beat reporters are saying this, like, but I, like, I, I just really think like if Ed Oliver or Daquan Jones or Tim Settle, when he's playing or, Von Miller, Greg Rousseau, Basham, Epinesa, like if they really wanted to turn up their gear like another notch in the game mode, <laughs> like they see the Kansas City Chiefs across the field, like on the on the line, like yeah, like I like I'm not saying this like funny, like I'm being like dead serious, like I think there there could be something bad, just because I've seen too many times where Ed Oliver is just going and then he just kind of like backs off and stops, Back. like because Ed Oliver, Ed Oliver knows he has a roster spot, he knows he's the starting defensive tackle on the team. He doesn't have to kill himself in camp. He's going to go hard. He's going to, you know, ha- have those hard going reps, but he, he's not going to want to injure Josh, you know. He doesn't want to. Nobody wants to do that. You do that, you guys, you're, 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 you're. He doesn't want to hit Josh in camp. For sure. And he already he, came close yep. to do that. I know. Like, I, I, cause like Ed just doesn't have the, like the, the big burst that I've seen out of him, but you can yep. see him holding it back. I'm telling you right now. I, and, and here's the thing. And here, here's, here's the thing I want to, I want to touch on. Uh, two more points we're gonna and we're gonna get out of here. But uh, by the way, salute to everybody tuned in right now. I see 220 people watching right now. Calling Twitter's popping right now. I don't really go on Twitter too much, but if if Twitter life is 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 where it's at, and you know what I mean, the Twitter fam is watching. Salute to y'all. You know what I'm saying? Facebook is popping right now. Smash that like, smash that share button. Let people know what's good. And the YouTube Bing Biggity Bing fan was good. What's happening? Let's try to get up to 250 people watching right now and smash that like while you guys are in here. So. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get where I'm not worried, where I feel good, right? And I'm gonna put you in the background, Ke- uh, Ev, because I want to. I want to get into my bag when it comes to this. So we'll bring you on. Go for it. Bit. Yes, sir. So I'm not worried about what I'm going to talk about uh, because it's uh, it's something that uh, Ev, if you want to give me that uh, that banner for me, that work. So here's what I'm actually encouraged about: Tremaine Edmonds, and I'm a sucker for. You know what I'm saying? When I see a highlight, and in that highlight, I see a mic'd up. And I was very surprised and impressed by the the, the vocal Tremaine Edmonds. Yes, I'm going to talk about Tremaine Edmonds. Uh, the Buffalo Bills did a sights and sounds. And Spotlight Hero for me, I mean, for camp, and I'm, I didn't think I'd ever say this, but... That was Tremaine Edmonds. There's something about his ability that he was just chatting with everyone. Not whether he was mic'd up and it's just he was putting on a show. It didn't feel like it. And I love the fact that he was getting it in with Vaughn, talking to his linemen, talking to his corners. You know what I'm saying? Let's let's get it going. He's talking to the offensive side of the ball and say, hey, man, good job. Let's keep popping. I'm going to come for you. Like talking trash, but keeping it light. Listen, I like that out of my middle linebacker. That was encouraging to me. I love it. I'm telling you right now, and I think we all know it. 
Tremaine Edmonds has all the physical tools to be a monster. Dude is what, 24 years of age? Dude, most guys come out of college at 23, 22, 23. He's going into his fifth year and he's 24. It's amazing to even have that opportunity to have a young linebacker that hasn't even hit his stride yet, hasn't even hit his peak. And if we get Tremaine Edmonds in his peak this year, and from what I saw with the sights and sound and how he was, his, he was so vocal and his, and his leadership was clear, that is huge. And furthermore, just what, last practice? I think it was Monday's practice. Apparently, he had a play where he diagnosed and read the play and was in perfect position and picked off Josh Allen in the starting unit. That is what we want to see from our middle linebacker. Are we going to get a Luke Keekley? Probably not. Luke Keekley was a monster. But maybe, just maybe, we develop our guy, Tremaine Evans, into, you know what I'm saying, the, the best version of himself. You see Coach always talk about, we want our guys to be the best version of themselves. Well, guess what? The sky's the limit for a guy like Tremaine Edmonds. And the fact that the sights and sound got me kind of hyped up. Okay, I see this guy is really like, he zoned in, right? Last year of his contract, he knows what's up. He knows what's at stake. And then you pull these things off. Those things, they do something to players like Tremaine Edmonds, right? If your confidence, and I'm not saying his confidence was low, but if in fact you read the things that are being written about you, you hear people talking about you, like myself, where we question certain things. And that's what fans do of the team. But we have to cover the team objectively as well. And when we call you out for certain things, I'm sure somehow, some way it gets to your ear. But when you make plays like this, this skyrockets your confidence. And if your confidence is, a, is at an all-time high right now, right in camp, and you feel the best, and you feel great, and you have a, a powerful defensive line that's going to be getting after that quarterback, it only allows you to do what you do best. And that is go side on the sideline and use your size and length to impose your will on these running backs, these tight ends, and not giving these quarterbacks a lane to throw the football. So salute to Tremaine Edmonds and the confidence that he is showing onto the field. And when you have all the confidence in the world, guess what it does to everybody else? It elevates everybody else's play. It elevates their confidence. Okay, my man Trey is holding it down. Yo, let me step my let me step my game up and get after that quarterback, right? Okay, my man Trey is holding it down. Let me lock down this receiver real quick and get this get this offense off the field, right? This is huge. So it is time for Edmonds to really hone in and 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 take this role on and be that guy. I want him to earn that money. I want him. If we have to pay these two linebackers, Milano and him, big money, and if they make the difference for this team, so be it. I'm looking forward to it. So time for my man Edmonds prime to get his act together. I'm looking forward to it. I'm getting hyped, kind of even talking about it. I'm trying to temp temper myself, but Tremaine Edmonds, I love hearing about what he's putting in in camp. So salute to him real good. Now, let me jump on to the topic of the night. And that is Jordan Poyer. Ladies and gentlemen, you guys already know Jordan Poyer has earned pay mint he's earned his pay he's earned the right to be paid like one of the best safeties in the game he had the ability to hold out of course i mean the last deal you mean you see some of these guys that do it around the league you know what i'm saying uh, deontay johnson's doing a hold in right he's like I, I ain't gonna do anything until i get paid you got uh debo samuels was ready to, he scrubbed his whole Instagram. I was like, nah, I don't, I'm not playing for this squad. Guess what? He signed right back with, with his squad, San Francisco, putting some pressure on his 
franchise, on his organization. What is what does Jordan Poirier do? Jordan Poirier comes out and says, you know what? I want to be here. I'm going to show that I want to be here. I'm being here for my guys, and I'm not going to do all that stuff, right? I want to make sure that I'm in prime position to help my guys to win this damn Super Bowl. Days prior, Micah Hyde goes up and gets hurt. If I'm looking at this as a GM, I'm like, oh, shoot. One of my best players on the squad just went down, and I have one guy that's in contract talks with me. And he's shown good faith by being here at practice. Fam, maybe I should lock this down right now. Nope. They let him back on the field. And he gets back on the field knowing that. So here we are today. Jordan Poyer holding his arm as he trots off to the field, and they cart him off the field. It could have been way worse, folks. Shout out to my man, thigh, the thigh master. I call him the thigh master now. Alex Lucci came in and says, here's the worst case scenario. That it's a, it's a major injury, dislocated elbow, whatever the case is, he's out. By week one, he'll probably be back. Maybe it's a hyperextension. And hyperextension, he's out of several weeks, right? Or it's just a bone bruise. Maybe it's a week, couple days, and it's good to go. So it turns out it was just a hyperextension of the elbow or something in that range right? Here's the deal. It could have been worse. And now if I'm Jordan Porter, I'd be pissed because I went out and showing good faith. Yes, I know I have one year left on my deal, but it's not the point because at any point, any franchise can cut your ass if you have two or three years on your deal. But if they don't feel you're performing, they get rid of you. So why can't the players play that angle as well? I got one year left on my deal. I know I've earned it. You know, I've earned it. Pay me. You know there's ways to work around it, and you're you're letting me go out here and not, you know what I mean, letting me know that you're going to do something, and here I go getting hurt. I'd be freaking pissed. So Jordan Poirier, I don't know what he's thinking right now, and I'm sure Drew Rosenhaus, his agent, is like, this is what I told you not to freaking step on the field because now this could happen. It could have been worse. So now you miss time with your team. Now you're going to be sitting here trying to get your arm right conditioning might go down you're not going to be as active in getting out there so like it's just it just delays things and and now you're not on the field with your guys that makes all the difference but here we are he gets hurt so if you're jordan poyer and this is for the chat right now if you're jordan poyer are would you be pissed right now if you're drew rosenhaus would you be pissed at your client saying see i told you you should have done that let me ask another question if you're brandon bean are you like, all right, let me just lock this guy right now so I don't have to deal with it because if I lose him, shoot, what am I going to do? Now, maybe Bean is like, you're going to play at that one year, and I don't care. I got guys like DeMar Hamlin, Josh Thomas, Jaquan Johnson, Christian Benford that could, that could go corner or safety. I got guys. I got depth. Maybe I'm not trying to pay. But then then it begs to 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 for us to ask the question, then why go get an agent like Drew Rosenhaus, one of the best in the game? It's to get your money. It's to get paid. Will it get done? Most likely. But boy, oh boy, if Jordan is not pissed, I know who is. Rachel Bush is got to be pissed. I told you, babe. I told you, boo. You shouldn't have. You should have sat out and made them pay you and make them miss you. But here's the, here's the deal with these things. When you don't play, there's hungry guys on the on right behind you ready to make a make a name for themselves. Jaquan Johnson, Demar Hamlin, there's a whole lot of guys, so it's a tricky situation. So he he decided, 
I will play. I will risk myself getting hurt, but I'm hoping that this organization, this organization sees my dedication. I want to win. And if we're going to win, I got to be here. And I'm going to show my leadership. But these are the things that happen. Scott Blake comes in and says, nah, he's good. Could have been worse, but it's not. So count your blessings. He will get paid. I hope he does. I mean, I'm sure he will. But this just sucks. It could have been worse, right? And now is Brandon Bean going to pay someone that, let's just say, he broke his collarbone, right? I've never broken a bone in my body, knock on wood. But let's just say he broke his collarbone, right? You don't come back right away. You're going to be out for quite some time. Are you still going to get the bag? No. Brandon Bean's going to look at you and be like, nah, fam. You're, you broke your thing. You're 31 years old. You broke your collarbone. You ain't going to be the same. I'm moving on. So let's just say DeMar Hamlin comes in, and DeMar Hamlin is killing it. How do you pay a guy that just got hurt? So these are these are the reasons why these players hold out because of situations like this. And there's been worse that's happened to people in the league. So who knows how this is going to play out? Eventually, he should get paid. He probably will get paid. It just sucks that this happened. So now you have two safeties on your squad that are kind of like nursing injuries. You know what I'm saying? You have one that's slightly coming back. And you have someone right now that's going to be out until probably week one. Shout out to my guy, Bobby Ray. Bobby Ray says, yo, we have $3.6 million in the cap right now, to which isn't much. So guess what? You got to make some moves, right? You got to make some moves. I don't know if they're waiting to make some cuts. Maybe there's going to be some big, big time cuts on the, on the team where they're going to free up some, some space. Who knows how they're going to do it? We always talk about Brandon Bean being the wizard, right? Brandon Bean's going to make something happen. You know he is. D, D. Raleigh says, yo, the cap isn't real. Well, you know what? I kind of agree with you because there's ways. I mean, I don't know how the Rams keep signing the guys they do and they keep showing us that they don't got no money and they're able to do it. The Saints have been in freaking cap hell for a long time. They were able to make some moves. So don't give me anything about this cap. We don't got the money. Trust me. If you want to make the money, you're going to make the money. You're going to sign the guys you want to sign. That's just me. I'm going to just leave it at that. So Jordan Poyer, I hope you recover quickly. You know what I'm saying? I hope you get back on that field and help us win this freaking championship Lombardi trophy and bring it home. But at the end of the day, man, it's a business. You're going to do what you're going to do for yourself. Brandon Bean is going to do what he's got to do for the Bills, and we'll see how it plays out. I hope it does work out for all of us, and we are able to have everybody intact and attack and get this damn trophy. But until then, we are where we are, folks. We are where we are, man. We have two safeties that are hurt, so now start looking for the names like the quad. Excuse me, you got me saying Jaquan, Jaquan Johnson, start looking for that name. He's making some noise. Lamar Hamlin, start looking for that name. And we'll see how this plays out, man. So uh, shout out to my man, Bobby Commas. What's up, Bobby? What's happening? So salute to everybody tuned in right now. We got over 200 people watching right now. So um, I, I feel that uh, there, there's there's more to this. I think it's going to work, its, it work itself out. Um, but uh, and we'll go from there. I don't know if Evan, my man, is still there, if he wants to chime in and, and speak on this Poirier situation. Uh, but... Uh, Talk to me, man. Are you as concerned as I am for this poor situation? Are you like, man, it'll get done. It's 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 over with. It's over with. We're good. It ain't gonna work. Um, yeah, my situation with the Jordan Poyer situation is pretty simple, in my opinion. I, I think um I think we're gonna get it done. Obviously, you know, the cause for concern uh with Poyer's injury right now was kind of scary. When I was, you know, looking at it in person, I didn't see the play exactly, but it ended up being on a James Cook run. And all I see is I look up and and I see Poyer didn't have his uh, his practice jersey on and I just see him walking towards the towards the sideline 
towards like me in front of me towards uh like the training area towards the tunnel right and i, and I go i'm like dad like look like, like like that's poyer he goes like where is he like he thinks he's like on the other side of the field or something like, no he's right in front of us like he's he's holding his arm like it, like his like elbow area his forearm his arm like it, right. like you could just tell like it, it wasn't good um and it turned out that he hyperextended it it's gonna be out a few weeks predicted to be back by you know week one yeah. that's good i'm not too worried about guys like micah hyde and jordan poyer not playing throughout camp and not playing throughout preseason they you know they they've been here for so long they, they know the system way too well they're just those types of players that you don't have to worry about i'm fine um with them not playing throughout the rest of preseason and camp but i just hope they're ready for the regular season uh because we have a tough task against us um, yes, against the la rams and and i and i think we'll get the contract done i think poyer deserves his money Pick and it. i get it and and i get it there's um you know there's the question to be said like you guys got, we got guys like jaquan johnson and tamar hamlin that can come in and not you know bring the same production obviously poyer's been an all pro pro bowler over the past few seasons but you know can can give a sustainable safety play so is it worth it you know throwing out 13 million dollars to a guy who's 31 years old coming out of an injury right now i think it is just because jordan poyer is that guy but at the same time jordan poyer has the resume to get paid and i think he will be all good in general his pockets will be filled uh very nicely and we won't have to see rachel bush on twitter and jordan poyer upset you know uh, rachel bush is gonna say something that's just what oh, wifey's gonna speak on her man you know what like every time i'm on twitter and i see rachel bush saying saying something i'm just Listen, I like it. I don't want to get on the bad side of Rachel Bush. I'll I'll just let her do her thing. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be like well, I'm not gonna be like, well, Rachel, like here actually, you know, I got this guy Jaquan Johnson, he's playing pretty good in camp and blah blah blah. I'm not gonna say that. Um I hear you. But it is what it is, man. Listen, if you if you got a woman that rides for you like 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 Rachel Bush, then shoot. You better marry that man. Could that marry that lady because uh she's gonna hold it down, man. So F, I appreciate you. I'm gonna sign you off and I'm gonna sign off for folks. And uh listen, before Evan signs off, do me a favor, man. If you guys are not following my guy, Evan, please. Y'all need to follow my guy over here, Evan, Evan oh, yeah. H716. You know what I mean? There we go, right there. I've been practicing that, man. All right, bam. You gotta follow my guy. No, you're messing it up, man. You're messing it up. No, no, come on, yeah. get, get the rhythm down. Ah. <laughs> i'll practice it. i'll practice it for the next pre-show there you go uh so yeah follow my guy evan um he's gonna be showing up at camp um i think tomorrow are you going to camp tomorrow no 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 so i'll be there i think tomorrow's actually just a walkthrough oh yeah so i loud. don't think the it's... media is loud actually you're right yeah no so no media tomorrow. um so yeah no no i'll be there thursday uh me and zbot will actually be there Z-Bot. let's go okay cool i love that and yeah, then, you uh, know, uh, delusional Pats fan here. Get it together, Evan. I mean, there's a reason why you're a delusional Pats fan. I'm getting it together, man. Uh, no, I'm messing with it. But yeah, no, me and Zbot will be um, will be at camp. We'll probably have some little video coming together, uh, just of our thoughts and whatever. But we'll have something nice, and then I'll be at the uh, the one on the August fifth at the Orchard Park uh, Stadium at Highmark, just doing that. And then I might go the seventh too. I might have better access. Might be on the field, not media field, but I'll be like closer to the field. I have like those nice little sideline passes or whatever. Love it. Love it. Good stuff, man. Listen, shout out to my man, Evan, Mr. Producer himself and coming in and chiming in. Uh, D rather says, yo, Evan and Z-Bot going to be a scary duel for the bills to see. You better watch out. Evan's going to be there. Hey, man. So- maybe, uh, maybe me and me and, uh, Zachary be uh, taking Bobby Hart and Cody Ford out in the guard battle. 
There you go. <laughs> I love it. By the way, if you guys have tuned in to this point to prove to me that you've got all the way to this point, we I need you not in the comment, not in the comment section right now live, but in the replay. I need you to Evan, you choose something. What what should they type in to show that they reached us and they, they are able to watch us right now? All right. So last time we did Evan's glasses and I was sure scrolling did. through the comments and I and I sure saw did. those. You saw that, I think right? I liked a few of them. I saw them. I saw a good, you know, nine or ten of them. Absolutely. Um this time it's gonna be Evan's paradise hat. That that's Evan, gonna be the one. I like it. I like it. Evan's so, paradise hat. Dude, if you guys get to this point, Evan's paradise hat, type it in. I'll know exactly what that means. You guys will know exactly what that means. And then uh, we'll go from there. Evan looks like he's got more to say. Evan, drop it. What you got? Well, you know, I feel like every time I'm on now, it's just got to be something with me. Like, if you come <laughs> to this point of the show, it's just got to be something with me. Like, maybe I'll grow out the mustache, be like Evan's stash. Or Evan's, you know what? Let's change it up. Evan's porn stash. If Evan can grow a porn stash, I'd be impressed. I don't know if you can grow a little something on the on the old the old top lip, but if you can, we're going to change it up. Evan's porn stash. Uh, if you guys got to this point, you do that for me. Salute to you, Evan. We'll catch you on the flip side. Evan's, everyone's already commenting. Evan's paradise. Evan's paradise. Evan's point. Listen, either one. Porn stash. Yeah, either one. Evan's paradise. Take one. I it's prefer the good. first one. I prefer the first one. <laughs> Here we go. All right, man. We let Enrico get a little too carried away. <laughs> yes, sir. We'll see you right after the show. Right. We'll catch up. So, folks, that's it for me. Uh, and I want to. I actually want to give a shout out real quick. I want to give a shout out to uh, those that have been tuning in and viewing uh, the Buffalo Fanatics for when we were on Facebook. And we've we've evolved to what we are today. Salute to you for those that are tuned in, brand spanking new, and are like, you know what? I like this this movement. I like what's going on. Smash that like. But everybody in between, salute to you, especially the OGs that have been watching these bills since the '80s to the '90s. You guys, I salute you guys, man. Shout out to my guy John DeMarchi. Shout out to my guys uh, Jeff King in the building. What's good, Jeff? Uh, shout out to my guy John John Yotis. You know what I'm saying? Richard Forrest. I mean the OGs, man. Uh, I appreciate y'all, man. Y'all been tuning in. John Herring, Ronald Riggler is always in this bitch, right? So appreciate you, Melissa Stage. I see you. I see you, Melissa. So uh, appreciate you guys very, very much. I mean, you guys don't have to be here. That's one thing that I do appreciate is that you give me your time. Your time is important, but the fact that you've come in and spent your time with me and my man Evan talking Bills football, it doesn't go unnoticed. We appreciate it. So do me a favor. Smash that like. If you're not following me on the old Twitter, on the old Bird app, let me remove this banner so you guys can see my at. Do me a favor. Give me a follow. Uh, sometimes I'm funny. Sometimes I'm not. Sometimes I'm controversial. It is what it is. So do me a follow and follow me right here. I almost messed up my own thing. I'm always used to pointing out my guests. So boom, right here, Rico underscore BF underscore. Uh, hit me up on that and we'll go from there. So that's it for me, folks. You guys have yourself a fantastic day. Uh, I'm looking forward to more Dolphins fans being delusional, talking about your bullshit, uh, but we're here for it. Bring it on. If you guys have tuned in this far, do me that favor. Hit that microphone. You guys know it. When you hit that microphone, that means you like this show. You appreciate it. And you hit that, hit that microphone and let me know that you liked it. And we go from there. So that's it for me, folks. Let me get my music in. So we will catch you guys on the flip side, man. Tomorrow we will have no show. Uh, actually, I think uh, my man Rev might be going tomorrow. We're going to figure out. It's going to be either tomorrow or Thursday. Um, and uh, I won't be able to go live this Friday. So I'm going to try to mix things up. It might be tomorrow. I might go back to back. But if my man rev is going tomorrow then i go thursday because friday i've got some family obligations so i won't be able to do it uh so we will catch you guys on the flip salute to each and every one of you guys and ladies and gentlemen until next time 
It's your boy. And I'm gone. Catch you on the flip side. Let's go. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.